Determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history the First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response I'd love to see a shutdown. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. You know, I'm so angry about Congress, I can hardly start. Wow. Anger immediately off the bat. Yesterday was one of the great days for bipartisanship in, in the history of bipartisan spending more money than we have. One of the great days is the official end of the sequester. Do you remember the sequester, which was merely a tiny cut in the growth of spending? Sure, people went crazy. Right. It was way back in 2011 or a long time ago. Yesterday was the official end of that, and everybody is apparently thrilled. Well, Chris, you don't know anything about that. You don't care about budgetary issues. You just care about your Olympic matches. You just care about your ice ballet. Next time you see a baby, I want you to picture Chuck Schumer punching that baby. And, and Mitch and 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 uh, Mitch McConnell's, Mitch McConnell's holding, holding its arms. He's holding the baby with the, with the arms pinned behind the baby right. while Schumer punches the baby. And Nancy Pelosi kicks the child with her four-inch heels. <laughs> because? because that is what we are doing to the young people of America. Yesterday was the official end of the sequester. And as the great George Will of the Washington Post says, there is plenty of bipartisanship in Washington, D.C. There's agreement in both parties, and there has been for years, that we should spend more than we have. And that was proven to be so true yesterday. Very, very disappointing. Nobody's reporting it that way because nobody cares. Everybody's okay with that. You know why there's bipartisan agreement? Because you can get reelected over and over again with that. Nobody cares. Which is shocking. Would human beings behave the same way Congress does, the federal government does, the, the voters do, really, if you could pass on your debts to your children? How many people would rack up enormous debts, die, and say, sorry, kids? Now, those people would be decried universally as horrifying, immoral, terrible people. You'd ba- you'd, you'd, uh, you could come up with bailouts for them because you'd say it's not their fault. Well, no, but I'm just saying that's, that's inde- morally indefensible. Right. And yet the- we're doing it as a people. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's frustrating. Anyway, like I said, nobody, nobody cares. Does, nobody does care. There are no ratings in talking about that. Nobody cares. It was just smiley faces all around yesterday in government. And the media also say, oh, and great, bipartisan, working together. It's a breath of fresh air to see people working together. You know why they're working together? Because they all agreed we all get to just keep getting what we want, even though you can't afford it. Right. (laughs) 
It's unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, all right, I'll shut up about Trillion it. Trillion dollar Santa Claus. Ronald the tutelage of our general manager. Yeah, debt. Uh, or, actually, <laughs> you know what? My original, my original general manager was going to be the weirdest thing happened yesterday in D.C. Some old hag, some witch wandered out of the woods and security didn't catch her. And she, she wandered onto the house floor and, be, and babbled her magic spells for eight hours. Really? Before, finally, she was corralled and dragged out and drowned in a river. New record for the house. How, how long did Nancy Pelosi talk? It was, it was almost like eight, eight hours, hours, right? Eight yeah. hours. What kind, yeah. Do we know what kind of shoes she's wearing? Four-inch heels, yep. I hear. Wow. Nonstop. Wow. No breaks. That's pretty impressive. Ain't nobody yeah. got time for that. Love to watch her strut. Ooh. 77 years young, Nancy. The, d- 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 yeah, that, that's yeah. pretty impressive, yeah. just physically. You know, until it eats up your soul, evil is energizing. <laughs> There's plenty of 77-year-olds that would love to, to be able to stand at all. Or be alive, for that matter. It's pretty impressive. Uh, let's kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm okay. Um, something kind of. I don't know if you remember way back in the day when we were doing the digital TV transition and how scary that was. Um, I was watching TV, and I was shocked to find out that in two days, February 10th, if you live in the 916 area code, you now have to dial the whole phone number, 1916 and then the rest of the number, you can't just dial seven digits. Really? really? I didn't know that. That's, that's happened to some... Hmm. Yeah. I, I was just horrified. I mean, I'm not... <laughs> the yeah, adjustment is going to be difficult. You know, when I was a kid, you only had to dial five digits. Really? Yeah, where I lived. What? Yeah. Yeah. No area code ne- needed. No area oh, no, code. Oh, wait a second. Five digits. Yeah, and no wow. prefix. Did you have just to one say, number of the prefix number. Gladys, give me Belleville 235? More or less. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's how rural I was. Well, uh, Marshall had party lines, right? But, I had that as a kid. Yeah, did you really? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, did, uh, so did Hanson there. Oh. Yeah, you had to pick up the phone and somebody was talking. You'd say, ah, oh, sorry, let me know when you're off the phone so we can call and you'd hang oh, it back up. It was my, like, you know, one phone line for the house except yeah. multiple houses. Yeah, yeah, everybody on our on our county road had the same same line. <laughs> wow. You had to call when they weren't busy. Yeah, well, see, your joke backfired yeah, there, Yeah, it wasn't Michael. very funny. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, not, right. not at all. Uh-huh. Not funny at all. Yeah. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. The opening ceremonies are not happening until Friday, but the games have begun. That's right. Mixed curling, a, a debut sport for this Winter Olympics. And the uh, the USA, that's uh, that's that's who I'm rooting for. I don't know about you guys in this year's Olympics. I'm, I'm Team USA. <laughs> they took on the Olympic athletes of, from Russia, which is the the title that the the kind of disgraced or recently let back in Russians are competing under. Russia's still not getting to fly their flag, but the Olympic athletes of Russia are competing. Whatever that means. Uh, USA took them down 9-3 to three in seven ends. Yes, I don't yes! know what that means. Seven ends. Wow, got it done. Other games underway. Uh, Norway defeated the favorite Canada. That one's an upset, 9-6. to six. That and is controversial because wow. Canada is accused of using smart brooms. Oh, Canada. They have computers in their brooms that tell them how fast to oh, sweep. That's, that's, that's out of bounds. It's, it's controversial. Please. And in the first event for the host nation, Korea beat Finland 9-4. to four. Oh, what? There you go. Home oh field advantage. God. Beat yeah. Finland? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, the refs shocking. Stuff. The refs, Marshall. refs are probably God. on their side. Dang. Wow. <sighs> Crying fix. Home refs. There is our Finnish Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I have to tell you, in the interest of bipartisanship, I've gone on a massive spending spree. I went out and got new shoes, new sports coat, new tie, fine wine, all on a credit card yesterday. As I primp for this weekend's wedding, my Universal Life Ministry expanding. 
So I'm set to go. Yeah. You're, uh, you wrote up a little thing? Oh, yeah. You're going to say something I nice to the couple? Little, oh, uh, yeah. I dropped about a grand on this thing so far. Wow, why? Well, <laughs> because I, he cares about yes, the ma- marriage. The yes. Come on, I'm Throw investing in it. Throw on a clean shirt and marry him. They're not there for you. <laughs> Important. Is it in a church or where is it? Uh, it'll be in a in a facility. In, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like YMCA? a mental facility or a YMCA? It's <laughs> very nice. I understand it'll be roses. It's a hostel. Yeah, so. uh, it's in a facility. Okay, well, that sounds nice. <laughs> it sounds very nice. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, February 8th, the year 2018. Keeping you straight in 218. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, here we go officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, our opening ceremonies begin at Mark. So now we have the first Republican president in modern times, the first president, really, who is anti Immigrant to minister to the needs of God's creation is an act of worship. To ignore those needs is to dishonor the God who made us. We're not asking for something off the off the wall. It is something that is uh, yeah. Maybe it is off the wall. Maybe the wall is the issue here. Four vote will occur soon after I yield back. I had no intention of yielding back, Mr. Speaker. As newcomers, with all of that hope and aspiration, they make America more American. There you go. It was just a smattering of eight hours of Nancy Pelosi yesterday, which, if you don't know, was an eight-hour virtual signaling because the Democrats caved on the DACA thing. All right. So she had to make it get grab the headline of see how much we care. While meanwhile, they said, we'll go ahead and pass this without the DACA thing because we just don't have the power. Well, and she vowed to lead the opposition for the to the budget deal that she negotiated. So that's something. But the most controversial thing has been, I think, her comments about her grandson who wishes he was Hispanic. We'll have to oh, play yeah. that clip for you coming up a little bit later. It's well, interesting. Your, your grandson has mental problems. It's interesting. You got to get help. Um, what are other headlines, Marshall? Well, we got bipartisan budget lines drawn and quartered. North Korea pre-Olympics massive military parade. We're going to have some play-by-play for you. And how you hang your TP tells a lot about you and your financial future. No, coming it up, doesn't. Coming up, 635 Armstrong yeah, it doesn't and Getty. No, no, <laughs> not yes, really. Yes, it does. Nice. Research and science say that. Thank to differ. <laughs> How does mailbag look? Oh, it's excellent. Funny. Insightful. I'm telling you, it's just... I should find a new hobby. Paying attention to what my uh, representatives do with my money is not a good hobby. Oh, it'll chew you up. Yeah, yeah. and it's, 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 it's angry. Yeah. Well, anyway. and, you know, it'd be fine if it was them and all the people were gathered around uh, together, shouting, chanting, we got to have justice, we got to do something about it. But we the people don't give a flying flip. A prisoner held as a sex slave by one of the guards. And there's an interesting twist to the story. Go. Stay tuned for that coming up later on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. How you doing? Good morning. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Of course, you probably knew that, right? Jack is out of the room. Do we have any idea why? 
Is everything all right? I heard him yelling about the debt in the hallway. I don't know if that's... Oh, boy, he's, li- he's now le- ah! lecturing everyone in the radio ranch about fiscal responsibility. Mailbag! Hey, now. Yeah, 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 ah, ah, ah. So, uh, uh, yesterday we were discussing the fact that the, the, the SpaceX successful launch... I finally watched the video. Yeah. The launch and then those two rockets coming back down oh, and yeah, landing. It's amazing, isn't it? Freaking incredible. Okay, here's here's that's uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. And we tied in Nick Foles of the Philadelphia Eagles who said, well, you know, how, tell us about your success. You're you're way down, now you're on top, blah blah blah. And he said, Never be afraid to fail. Risk failure. In that spirit, uh Lothar sent us uh, a uh, a video, a link to a video on the YouTube. Of all of or a lot of SpaceX's failures. When rockets went sideways or exploded or crash landed or whatever. You know, if you fail 499 times and you succeed that 500th time, you're a success. If you fail once and quit, you're a failure. Think about that. Guy A failed almost 500 times as often as Guy B, but Guy A is a winner. Just keep trying, folks. Keep trying. Come on. One of my favorite sayings, the difference between a master and a beginner, the master has failed more times than the beginner has even tried. Oh, wow. Do we have a gong? Not the Sean gong, but the kind of vaguely Eastern wisdom gong. There it is. There it is. But if you keep trying, it's something you're no good at for the rest of your life. And then, well, just then you're an idiot. <laughs> miserable, sad, <laughs> failure life. Well... <laughs> That's where wisdom comes in, you know, knowing the difference between this is going to be really hard and this is going to be impossible. I kept going down to try out to be the lead piano player, and they said, you can't play the piano, but I came back next week, and I tried it again. You don't even know the rudiments of piano playing. If you come here me again, we're going to tase you. Uh, moving along, also a, a link. Oh, I forgot to send this to you, Anton. I will in moments. Um, it, it, you remember, and speaking of wisdom and virtues and the rest of it, we were talking about Ben Franklin's virtue system where he has a grid with the days of the week and the virtues, and he checks off which ones he lived up to and makes notes and stuff like that. Uh, and, and we talked about how probably what would keep me from doing that is you'd have to produce all those grids and sheets and stuff. Here it is, Ben Franklin's system in a leather-bound folder. Uh, a link to buy that. Leather bound. So, yeah, instead of, you know, going to the trouble of doing it, I can just uh, insert my credit card. Uh, anyway, thanks, uh, Chris the Cop. He says, uh, yes, still enjoying my outrageous retirement. Oh, good. I was concerned. Uh, that's great. Yeah, I, I may check that out. I like that idea. I need to be more virtuous. Uh, let's see. It's a good goal. Jack and Joe, greetings from <laughs> Fort Benning, if only temporarily. Temporarily. Um, he actually says, please, in Sebastian Gorka's voice, so happy to accommodate. Everywhere I go these days, I run into another fag, uh, a friend of Armstrong and Getty, of course. I'm out here in Georgia for the Army Repel Master course. Uh, after a tower repel, I made a sarcastic comment about my gloves being too damn hot. Without hesitation, the guy next to me says, the rent is too damn high. I laughed and laughed and had to make sure, confirmed, he is a fag from South Carolina. The rent it's too damn high. And they came across each other in Georgia? Yeah, at the wow. Army uh, cool. Repel Master Course. Cool. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, KMYASN, keep making your awesome show national. Well, we're trying. Uh, Forrest, uh, Fagafee Forrest, friend of Armstrong and Giddy over 15 years, proud father of soon to be one year old, 
who is fags, fag since conception. Wow. 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 We are trying to become a national uh, show, but there are a lot of radio executives who think it's not good enough, which I think is nitpicking. (laughs) (laughs) The... uh, Uh, the, the, the international flavor continues in mailbag. This is, uh, Jeremy from Apex, North Carolina. Speaking of the Carolinas, um, I'm on a flight from Hong Kong to Taipei. I was scrolling through the in-flight entertainment options when I found this, and it is all the different music you can choose. Indian hits, uh, Western pop, all-time hits, Philippine hits, classical, Western rock. Under Western rock, the caption is, the latest, greatest music from Rock's real heavyweights. And the album cover is Nickelback. Nickel suck. <laughs> wow. Wow. You already have a nationally intentional show. What? Um, thank you for the note, though, from uh, high above the... What ocean would that be? I don't even know. From Hong Kong to Taipei? I would like to hear the Philippine uh, uh, hits. I'd like to hear what's the Philippine version of old time rock and roll, or yeah, find me a, a Philippine hit. Just I'll bet I'll bet YouTube's uh, lousy with sort it. of song that'd be new to me. But if you're Filipino, you'd say, "God, if I heard that song one more time, I'm going to kill myself." Oh, Dutante killed my brother because he used some drugs. That sort of thing, probably what? very hot. Wow. Um, the uh, the the tiny little singer for Journey these days, a Philippine gentleman, mm-hmm. isn't he? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, uh, we miss you, Steve Perry. Shout out, brah. Uh, a nuclear shower thought from Justin in Oakland, California. Guys, Kim Jong-un at some point had to sit down and reflect upon the fact that he's engaging in a flexing contest with a country that just had a civilian send a rocket into space with his car on it. <laughs> yeah, amen. True that. Normal people walk in the streets. Here, Kim Jong-un head. We send rockets up all the time. We strap cars and dummies to them, jamming the Bowie. Please. Missiles. We got missile. We got missiles. Our missiles ride on for exercise. All right? Piatch. P.S. I once called in when you had Armstrong and Getty's words of wisdom. I was the guy who let his girlfriend move in because she said she would do one special sexual thing more often. And then after she moved in, she moved out and took everything and left me with nothing except my clothes. <laughs> Damn. That's a good story. Damn, son. <laughs> she said she'd do one sexual special thing more often if you right. let me move in. Right. That is right. that uh, that is never a good it's opening. <laughs> that's just uh, that's got Oh you poor numbskull. Oh, I you know the age is so important in assessing that story. I mean, if he's 35 and does that, there's no helping him. Yeah, I got I got the story of this uh this woman, she was living with a dude, and he won the lottery, and then he bolted. She'd been kind of supporting him, and then he oh, I have boy. to tell you that story. Mm. I'll have to look at the pictures and figure out what's going on there. And we have a troubling, concerning email about mixed pairs curling. Okay. We'll share with you in a moment or two. If you want to email us, it's armstrongandgetty at yahoo.com. For now, we're about to change it, but uh, armstrongandgetty at yahoo.com. Everybody's so excited about this bipartisanship that has happened in Washington, D.C. God, even the Washington Post editorial board calls it out as crap, which is nice to see. Um, God, we're all getting so screwed. Just over and over again. Yeah. Stay like tuned. that poor guy didn't. Yeah, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Alan Marshall Phillips is debating whether or not to get a certain medical procedure, which he just described to me, and I can't get it out of my mind. Oh. So perhaps we'll uh, bring that up to you later. Holy cow. Well, it's, it's experimental, right? Yes. Yeah. Scrotox? <laughs> oh, jeez. No, no, no. It's popular, especially with Valentine's Day coming up. Wow. Boy. Um, let's get the news now wow. with Marshall Phillips. All right. The Senate is expected to clear a bipartisan two-year budget deal later today and send it on to the House. It would avoid a second government shutdown this year, and Senate leaders are praising their ability to reach across the aisle. Democrat Senator Chuck Schumer. The budget deal doesn't have everything Democrats want. It doesn't have everything Republicans want, but it has a great deal of what the American people want. After months of legislative logjams, this budget deal is a genuine breakthrough. After months of fiscal brinkmanship, this budget deal is the first real sprout of bipartisanship. Oh, my God. And on the other side of the aisle, Republican Senate leader Mitch McConnell stepped up and said it's a significant bipartisan step forward. This should horrify you. Even the Washington Post editorial board's headline is, McConnell and Schumer celebrate a budget deal that denies reality. As it says further down in the text, and it talks about the various things the budget deal does, too bad it all had to come at the cost of more debt, confirming yet again that the only time Washington's leaders appear to be able to shake hands on big deals and would is when both sides agree to run up the national tab. That's unbelievable. For the first time in years, they're both talking about in a spirit of bipartisanship. And Schumer said we finally broke the logjam after all the brinksmanship and, mm-hmm. and uh, the whiff of bipartisanship in the air. Because they both agree, no restraints. We all get everything we want. Right. Can, yeah. Walk into the candy store and fill your bags. Right. Screw the kids. Just load them up with the debt. No problem. Freaking unbelievable. There are no adults. There are no adults anymore. There is no... And, and it's beyond maturity. It's decency. Because anybody who's aware, and those guys are acutely aware of what they're oh, doing. sure they, they are. They are 100%. They're more aware than I am of what they're doing. And yet, they do it. And you got to be mostly mad if you lean to the right, if you're a libertarian or small government person or whatever. Because there's supposed to be one party, at least, that really cares about that. Democrats are big government people. You get to be. You get to be the proponent of you know, spend and spend and spend. But there ought to be some party representing the idea of not. But there isn't. They're both in agreement. Let's just get everything we want. Although, a caveat, please, which I often mention to my progressive friends. Number one, interest on the debt is now a significant chunk of the budget, which squeezes our ability to do some of the things you want to do because we've been so wildly irresponsible. The other thing is that the government... Give me the list, please, Marshall, uh, for the next newscast of all the giant, redundant, wasteful, useless, accomplishing-nothing federal programs that were cut in this budget. Oh, that's right. There aren't any. You're right. Which means the money that you want so badly to spend on whatever progressive goal you have ain't there because it's being flushed down the toilet instead. If you are a progressive, you should be a fiscal conservative. The plan would shower the Pentagon and domestic programs with an extra $300 billion over the next two years. There are no new debt ceiling limits. The increases being called by some Republican conservatives. Some are calling the massive increases a dead junkie's dream. 
That's the way. A dead they're... junkie or dead junkie? A dead junkie's dream. Now, the Washington Post says the reality denial is particularly pervasive among Republicans who forfeited any moral authority they claim on the debt. So, you know, I I, I would tend to say that because they're supposed to be the fiscal re- fiscally ones that care about money. Um, <laughs> You know, if you present yourself as the party that likes lots of government and, and, and spending, you know, it's hard to beat up on the Democrats for four. They all should be adults in care. You know what? We're spending more than we take in, and at some point this all collapses, and then we're we're just a sad, sad country. We go well, the way right. of Great Britain or other former empires. They well, should all care. Well, and listen, I, I'm not for a single effing second going to grant... Uh, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi some sort of uh, uh, credit for honestly pursuing the big government progressive goals that they hold. They know precisely what they're doing in terms of spending us into oblivion. They're well aware that they're not uh, what that what they're doing is pandering to greedy, greedy voters playing mommy slash Santa Claus with absolutely no regard to who's going to pay the bill. I'm glad it's that, morally reprehensible. I'm glad there are headlines like the one in the Washington Post calling them out on it because those two Senate leaders standing up there and bipartisanship in the air. Isn't this great? We finally come together and Washington is working again. Oh, F you. Man, oh I wish God. God was still in the smiting business. <laughs> February 8th. Just three days prior to my birthday, by the way. Oh. The day Joe Getty gave up mark it on the calendar wow i give up now now joe you mentioned her nancy pelosi she is someone yeah, who play really, it if you want i give up someone who really really cares she took oh, eight please. hours yesterday in the oh, house floor God. to let people know how much she cares about the dreamers the so-called dreamers and how she is against this budget proposal because it doesn't address their plight <laughs> let us thank and acknowledge the dreamers for their courage their optimism their hope. Their inspiration to make America more American. I'm taking dumps with more moral fiber than you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is, uh, yeah. hmm. Now that I've given up, it's really wow. freeing. You don't hear that sort of thing very often. Not enough. For good reason. All right. It's a sick enough. Yeah, it turns out, my friends, the people who hang toilet paper rolls a certain way often make more money. Oh, God. How, oh, do you, how do you place your new roll? Do you uh, place it roll over or roll under? Dr. Gilda Carl. You know, you know what I do a lot of in our house, and my yeah. wife hates it. All right. Because I'm always in a hurry because kids are doing this and that, and they're so going to. I stack it on top. Yes. I just set it on top That's of the thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, she I know. Uh, the, I know. The good, the are doc- you 19 years old? <laughs> the good no, doc- I'm 35. I do the same thing. <laughs> the good Dr. Gilda Carl surveyed 2,000 people and discovered those who roll over, leaving the loose end away from the wall, like being in charge. They like organization and order. Absolutely. And some even say they would flip a roll at someone else's house if okay. they saw it was roll under. Those that who, makes you a little weird. I do it all the time because that's wrong. You change people, the way people's toilet Jack, paper is. Jack, I'm helping them. Oh, my God. I'm helping them. Uh, if I saw bare wires about to start a fire, I'd say, hey, we need to fix that. And if I see the toilet paper hung incorrectly, i fix it. Oh, that's well, hilarious. Those who roll under, those who roll under, on the other hand, tend to be more relaxed more dependable, and seek relationships with strong foundations. Or they have a cat that bats the roll and unrolls it. (laughs) And another survey about the same topic found nearly 75% of people who make under $20,000 a year roll under 
66% of people who earn $50,000 a year or more roll over. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. We get together. We have uh, meetings. We have speeches about success and assertiveness. And it's it's like, uh, you know, your active 2030 clubs, (laughs) but it's toilet paper themed. Any, any economic information on the stackers? On the guys who just stack? <laughs> yeah, generally on welfare. Not, yeah, that, that was not covered in this survey. That's a wrap. That's your news. That's a roll. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Yeah, if my youngest is particularly angry, he will uh, he will unroll the toilet paper into a big oh, pile in the... Oh, that is... One of his go-to, oh yeah, moves. Is annoying, yet ultimately not terribly harmful. Exactly. Maybe it's a good release. You got him a heavy bag? Oh, I do. You wouldn't believe the setup I've got for him. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's like a gym in our house. Wow. Um. Uh, duh. So, what directions are we going here? Uh, I don't want to kill you with the Nancy Pelosi stuff. We have the mixed pairs curling controversy as the Olympics are underway. Mm-hmm. U.S. taking on those cheating Canucks tonight. Oh my God! Really? Yeah. Really. Now, Wars have started over less than this. Also, some point in the show, I could jump in and uh, present my medical uh, conundrum. Yeah, you know, look, can we do that quickly when we come back? You should all yeah. hear this. We're yeah. trying to decide whether or not do this experiment. You know, that could be absolutely fantastic, obviously. Right. And you were implying uh, but, it's not scrotons. No. If you say that again, Sean, your mic will be cut for a week. <laughs> Is it a chendo? You heard me, young man. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The makers of Crocs have come out with a special high-fashion pair that sells for $850. True story, yeah. Yeah, Crocs said the upscale sandals are the perfect shoe for wealthy men who are tired of getting laid. And I thought... Wow, $850 Crocs. Sure. I don't believe a Croc has ever adorned my foot. I don't think I've ever worn them, had them, barred them. I'm pretty sure I've never had a Croc on my foot, right? I understand they're comfy. Um, we've got a Jared Fogle update. Eric Holder's thinking about running for president. Um, moron going to Mars. That sounded like saying a moron is going to Mars. Huh. We have more on the topic of going to Mars. Um, so stay tuned, okay? So Marshall Phillips was mentioning to me an experimental uh, medical procedure that he may uh, may undergo and... That is quite the show. Would you sign up for this? That's the question we'll put to people. Marshall? All right, here's the deal. I've got some eye issues I've been dealing with for a while now, retinal disease, basically. And uh, so I've been seeing a couple of specialists. And one of them, a uh, really good uh, good doctor, very well respected, now thinks it would be a good time for me to get involved in a clinical trial. Hmm. So I said, yeah, I'd be glad. Let's, yeah, let's do it. Sure. So I got the packet of information about a week, week and a half ago, and I started reading through it. And the deal is they want to give me shots in my eyes once a month for a year and a half. Until you tell them what they want to know. (laughs) So, so... You know, this 
until you give them your pin number for your. Yeah, jeez. This, wow. this, this alone is, uh, you know, I'm I'm sitting here going. Gah. So anybody's anybody who's had LASIK though. So that gave yeah, you no, pause. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that I gave mean, me. Oh, I gave no. This. Jesus, my boy. <laughs> well, yeah, but you see, no, you people just needles. drove off the road. Yeah, I mean, yeah. see, so you can get yourself worked up for the one time. Anytime yeah. you got to get anything done, medical this is important. I got to yeah. do it. Yeah. I got to. Yeah. But every month yeah. for a year and a half. Uh, now here's the other cat. Although yes. it won't hurt, they'll numb you up. It will be fine. I'm about to throw up. <laughs> here, 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 yeah. Here is the other caveat. There oh, is no guarantee that I would be getting the experimental drug. Oh, right. I might be getting a placebo. That's the interesting thing about this. And yeah. and people, God bless them. This is how we you know we we advance technology. Right. Is it hot in here? But people sign up for this sort of stuff all the time, whether it's cancer therapy or what you're doing, whatever. And right. you know half of the control group's not getting anything. Right. Which is, uh, hey, can I sign up for the, can I be the one that's getting it so that at least there's a chance it works? Right. Oh, Doc, look, here's a $100 bill in, yeah. the, in the examination what do you think It's Andrew, probably yours. What huh? do you think Andrew Jackson has to say about this? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and so I went to my other eye specialist yesterday, and, uh, you know, on, on other levels, my eyes are doing just fine. And then I showed him the documents. So, yeah, they'll dumb up your eyes. It won't hurt a bit. Right. But then when we got into it further, I said, you know, it's a year and a half. That's a long time. A month. God, you'd start to, it's the 15th already? I thought I'd just... Yeah. <sighs> and there's a 40% chance I'll just be getting the placebo. And he looked at me and said, you know, I'm trying to put myself in your place. He said, boy, that's tough. I, yeah. I don't know what I'd do. Well, are there other treatments available that you would not be getting for that year and a half when you might be getting a placebo? I mean, is is there a plan A? No, that, no. Uh-uh. essentially just, no. Okay, yeah, I just I would just continue, you know, the way it's been going, and yeah. uh, you know, we'd see what happens. Well, let us know what you decide. I, I'm supposed to give him an answer today. And I if, might say, I might ask him. I say, what is your drop dead date on this? I mean, can I think <laughs> about this a while? I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that you're going to have so you know with more more thinking it over. You're going to have some lightning bolt. You know what? Getting a shot in the eye sounds like a good idea. Or the other way. I, uh, I'm not sure. What like uh, a peyote vision quest? Yeah. I know. The answer. Seriously, it it will not hurt. It will not be physically bothered. Then you go get a shot in the eye every month. You shut up. (laughs) So, um, is so if there is not an alternative that would be useful, then you've lost nothing by getting the placebo. That's true. You've you've had perhaps hope squandered, but you can console yourself that you're advancing medical science that might help uh, others, including yourself, in the future. Yeah, and I've had some good friends say, "Ah, oh, Marsh, you got to do it. You got to do it." Just satisfying some sadistic bastard's wishes. <laughs> wow, there's always that possibility. Wow. Yeah. you're volunteering Jeez. to be in Saw Six. <laughs> oh, <God>. The ironing. <laughs> there's got to be some sort of verbiage in the contract, right? If you go through the trial, you end up being the placebo. When this goes to full practice, that you got to be at the top of the list, first in line. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I think I, there are. These are the kind of questions. You're absolutely right. These are the kind of questions I'm going to ask. And then the other thing, too, is... Or they should give you at least a free two-night stay at the Hilton in Maui or something. (laughs) Please. Sorry we jabbed you in the eye for a year and a half. We weren't really doing anything other than, well... And and then you got to wonder, what if it backfires and it makes everything worse? Yeah, that that, 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 would always be a chance, of course. Okay, do you guys step up and start cutting me a monthly check? What? In the modern legalistic world, I've never done one of these clinical experiments. I hope hope I'm never in that situation. But, God, the paperwork on that... (laughs) 
satisfy the lawyers must be amazing. Oh, I've got a 40-page uh, sure. document that I need to go through, and I'm initialing, initialing, and signing, yeah. and, you know. You know, you will uh, you were in the placebo group when you go in for your last shot, and a guy walks in with a dog. <laughs> says, you and Rufus are going to be spending a lot of time together. Wow. Get cane. to know each other. Here's your cane. Here's your dog. Believe me, yeah. I've gone through all these scenarios. Yikes. Sorry, I stuck a needle in your eye for a year and a half for no particular reason. Uh, anyway, I will keep you updated. We'll see where this goes. <laughs> All right. Or we won't see yeah. where this goes. Yeah, exactly. So there, there's that. Oh, boy. Well, the uh, the uh, obligatory idiotic Olympic controversy has uh, emerged. Uh, we'll get to that eventually. Uh, obligatory because there's got to be conflict all the time. There's got to be a fight, fight, fight. Well, part of it is planned. Uh, part of it the media likes. Part of it is planned around Olympics to get you to re- to be reminded that, oh, yeah, that's right, the Olympics are on. They yeah. go out of their way to do that. Oh, you think so? Oh, absolutely. Even if it's, like, divisive and angry? Well, not all and of who's them they are in this scenario? The same people who are jabbing people in the eyes? Well, <laughs> a, a major network spends uh, billions yeah. of dollars, and they have a news department, and they dig uh, up something yes. controversial, so we'll all say, oh, that's right, the Olympics are on. Ah, uh, yes. And if you think the rent is too damn high, you're right... And why is kind of interesting, but housing costs have been rising rapidly uh, compared to inflation, general inflation. So the it is rent is to too damn high. That's right, sir. Three million drunk Eagles fans are getting set up for a parade, and we're going to go <laughs> live there just to see how crazy it is. What do they got, like 500 porta-potties for three million people? Yeah, something like that. Duh! <laughs> Do the math! And the bars all along the way oh, are giving yeah. out free Bud Light. Oh, oh yeah, it's yeah. just going to be one of the all-time great parties. A report on that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.